0: Welcome to the Pitts Peak Podcast. This is your host Trevor J. White, and today's topic is this. Wow, what a day! Sit back and relax, and welcome to today's show. So uh, I'm just going to jump right in and uh, give you a little uh, give you a little uh, what's up on what I'm currently doing right now. I'm currently driving back from the airport. Uh, I I had to I flew back home today from the event. And had to stop into Guitar Center and return the soundboard that I'd rented because we're having a sh- problems with soundboards and wasn't able to buy one in time, so I had to rent one. And uh, now I'm just heading home. Uh, just heading home. But I want to give you like a play. Like you remember, you know, listen yesterday's podcast. I guess by the time you're listening to it, probably been over the weekend. But um, as you're listening to the this, sh- you know, you listen to the show. I was on the show or the last show I did, and I was actually at the show backstage. Uh, and just kind of share a little bit about the, the life and what it was like. So, But I want to give you like, uh, I'm, I've got some real specific to share with you, but I want to like give you a play on how this all went down, right? So uh, yesterday, it was yesterday, right? Yeah, this is weird because my time gets all screwed up when I don't sleep at all. Uh, but so yesterday morning, I started at 8 a.m., uh, which that's not early. You guys are probably like, ah, quit crying, Trevor. Uh, so it's not when I woke up, but I started working at 8 a.m. And... I went from 8 a.m. and we got done at midnight. So we started at 8 a.m., and that was um, setting up the the event, plugging speakers in, doing all the production stuff. Then ho- doing the event, right? Ho- holding the event, a couple thousand people there, uh, MCing, etc. Obviously, you know, I was talking about that yesterday's show or last week's show, whatever it is, the last show I did. And then uh, the show gets over and it's time to break down the show right so then we break the whole show down then we have to load it all into the truck and get the truck all ready. and uh that's not where my day ended so then what happened is we are we were actually two and a half hours from the airport but we had to go pick somebody up that was at the airbnb with the rest of the crew so we drove over there it took, took us about a half hour to get to pick her up then we spent about a half hour kind of like saying goodbye recapping show etc uh so by about 1.30 in the morning we finally left to go to the hotel that we were supposed to stay in uh, to catch our morning flights today. Uh, so we leave about 1.30, and uh, it turns out it was about an hour and a half drive from there to get to our hotel, and so, yeah, do the math, that's like 3, 3 a.m. is when we actually rolled into our hotel. Now, that also still doesn't seem like a major problem, except one of the guys that we were flying with had a flight at 6, like 6.20 or something like that. Uh, my flight wasn't until 10.40 a.m., but we all had the same rental car and we were all there and it was 40 minutes from the hotel to the airport uh, that we were staying at. So, uh, yeah, if you're if you're following the timeline along here, uh, we had about 45 minutes to be at the hotel before we needed to leave to get to the airport in time to return a rental car and get into the terminal so that uh, the guy I was with could get his flight, and, you know, catch that flight just fine. Uh, so I had enough time to shower. That's pretty much it. I showered... And then I sat down on a little chair in the hotel room while uh, one of the other guys showered. And while he was showering, uh, I fell asleep. I full-on crashed. It took took me probably all of I I don't remember falling asleep, so I'm sure it took me about a sitting down and then I was asleep. I'm pretty sure that's how quickly this happened. And uh, so I got like a half... Out, well, I got like a 20-minute, maybe 15-minute power nap. And then it was up, okay. And then we're going, and then we're and I didn't sleep in a car, right, either way, because I didn't want him to have to drive by himself, not be able to talk to somebody. So I stayed awake with him, trying to have conversation, head bobbing, nodding, whatever you want to call it. So we get to the airport, we get in. Um, I'm going through security at about 5:30 a.m., somewhere around there, uh, uh, maybe closer to six. It was like six, so my my buddy was like real close to missing his flight. He didn't miss it; he caught it, so that was good. But. So somewhere around 6. So we get through security at 6, and I'm, like, starving. So I'm like, I need to eat some food. We haven't had much of a chance to eat. I, I try not to do this to myself, but I didn't eat enough during the event. I had a lot of food. I just – it was like things happening, you're just busy, and you just don't eat. You just don't eat. Uh, but anyhow, so – 6 a.m. is there, and I find some, some food. I just found a sandwich, and it was literally just, like, at that early in the airport. I don't care what airport you're at. 90% of the places aren't open, so there's, like, one or two options in an airport. And so I found this little sandwich thing, and I thought it might be good. I opened it up, and the bread was soggy and squished, and, like, the turkey was, like, halfway frozen. Like, it was it was a pretty terrible sandwich, like, super terrible. But I was starving, so I didn't even care, and uh, sat there and just ate that sandwich down and now it's about 7.30. Uh, By the time all of this has transpired, I'm sitting there, I finish the sandwich, I have a little drink and just finish it up and I'm like, exhausted. I don't have a flight till 10.50, I think it was. Yeah, 10.50, something like that. So my flight is, so I've got a couple hours and I'm like, okay, what do I do? So then I grab my bag and I go start walking. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna try to find somewhere in the airport that's comfortable. And quiet that's like away from like announcer announcements that go over the PAs and all this kind of stuff, so I can try to get just a couple hours of sleep. Uh, because at this point, guys, I'm now going on 24 hours of being awake. Aside from my little 15 minute power nap, I've been awake for 24 hours, and it's not just being awake, but physically, we were going non stop for that same time, so I'm spent exhausted. So I'm like looking. I find this, like, you had to go to, like, this other terminal. so I go down this escalator, and I see, and I'm like, oh, there's this little bench, bench of four. There isn't really a lot of people that would go over here. Uh, it's really the access for, like, handicaps to go and use an elevator to get up, and I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. If they need to use it, that's fine, but I think this will be less traffic, be a good spot. Problem with airports, and if you're not a traveler, you're not an avid traveler, you haven't traveled a lot, you probably didn't even notice, probably didn't pay attention, but the next time you're in an airport, look at this, every freaking chair not everywhere and I have found some that don't but most of the chairs in an airport they all have armrests in every chair and they don't like retract or pull up or down so I, there's this four seater bench thing but it, there's armrests in between it so I can't really lay down because the armrests are in a way but they don't go all the way to the edge so these armrests they don't go all the way to the edge of the chair they're like three quarters the way so there's like this quarter part up the front and they're they're open and under, they're underneath them so I, my first attempt is I thought, well, maybe I'm skinny enough that I can lay underneath them. Like I can like slide in underneath the armrest in the chair. Uh, attempt number one was a fail. Was a fail, that was not gonna work. I'm like, crap, okay, that's not gonna work. So then I'm like, but my leg would fit under, but as soon as you got to about my hip area, my hip and chest and all that, no chance. It was not gonna happen. So I'm like, okay, what do I do here? So then I concocted a plan. I had my bag set up over kind of by my where my head would be. I had my left leg, so I'm like, I'm going to lay on my left side. So I'm like, okay, I'll lay on like that little, that 25% of the chair that isn't under the armrest, but then I'm like trying to not fall off. So then I, I got my left leg under the armrest and then I took my right leg and I put it over one of the armrests and then like, like, like hooked it around my left leg. And the reason I did this is because if I could secure it to where I didn't have to like physically hold it, uh, I felt like that would hold me in right so I wouldn't like roll off of the chairs in the middle of this airport while I'm trying to get some sleep because I'm so exhausted I know I'll just fall asleep and then I'm gonna fall on the ground and that's in and, the, and there was no it wasn't carpeted ground. It was hard ground I didn't want to fall on the ground uh, brutal so anyhow so I, I do this I, I concoct this little plan I'm laying there and uh, sure enough guys I fall asleep now unfortunately it wasn't for very long it was about a half hour or so and then I woke up and I thought I thought maybe it'd been like 10 hours you know, in that delirium state, you're like, Whoa. at least I knew where I was because I've done that before. I've been so tired and I've woke up and I do not remember where I'm at. This was not one of those times. I didn't remember where I was. Uh, but only like a half hour is about all of the sleep I really got because my hip was on fire. Like the way I had like locked my legs around my other leg, it was just like, oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. Uh, and my, So my, leg, my hip is just burning. I can't really sleep and I'm just like, I'm trying so hard to sleep but I just... I can't get the sleep that I'm trying to get and just you fill in the blanks it's like just sucks I'm just like man this is freaking miserable and there's I don't have any other options right there's there's not like there's nowhere else I can go it's just I just kind of deal with it so I think in all total I probably got like an hour and a half of the most interrupted most uncomfortable sleep possible just trying my hardest to like find comfortable positions and spots and all this type of thing but not being able to really do any of that all right, not finding nothing. It just kind of is what it is. So wake up, wake up from that. Get up, go get on the plane. And uh, by the time my plane left and took a flight, and it was a direct flight from Boston to Salt Lake City, which is like four and a half hour flight. Uh, and I can't sleep on airplanes anymore. I used to be able to, so I got like I don't know, maybe another hour, hit and miss kind of type of sleep, and ended up just and my main my mind is spent like so. It was not like I could. It's not like I could work and you know do some productive email writing, copy, or working on marketing or something like that. They're like I just couldn't do anything. Like, so I just watched the show for watch the show, and then it would kind of like fall asleep in the middle of the show, and I would like wake back up and keep watching the show, and then I fall asleep. Uh, so yeah, that was it. And now I'm now I got back, went to Guitar Center, returned a soundboard. And now I'm driving home. So that that is a play by play of where we're at right now. So that's going to give you, so anyone who's ever wondered, what is it like to do a live event with Trevor? That's what it's like. So there's a lot of glamour, right? I talked about it last on last last episode, right? About being on stage in front of thousands of people, being able to do that, knowing that I built this life and knowing that I, you know, actually literally built the stage and that I get to impact people's lives. on I was like, that's really cool. But yeah, this is the day in the life of an event. And uh, this is what I have planned. This is what's going to conspire every weekend pretty much for the next two months so exciting exciting most of you are probably listening to this like just wishing that could be you and uh nice thing is i actually do really good i stay hydrated i I drink i've got a gallon of water i drink i get like i force myself every day while i'm on the events and uh, i when i can get good night's sleep i get good night's sleep and i don't stay up late and I eat healthy, like I have lots of really good food. I don't eat greasy. So I'm taking care of my body because I know I need the fuel to be able to sustain. And then uh, this one just, this one was a little rougher than normal, but it's all good. It's what we do. It's what we do. So that's a day in the life of the live events. But what I wanted to share with you, I mean, I was 11 minutes into this podcast. So if you're still listening, it's just because you were entertained with what was coming next in this saga of never sleeping. Uh, but really, what I wanted to talk to you about was something that was. One of, the, one of the coolest things that has happened at a live event, and it happened after I had recorded the other, the other podcast, so we didn't have as much time as we normally do. Normally, the show goes for about four hours. We've got multiple performers, and I have an opportunity to get up and kind of really create a connection and a relationship with the audience. And then at some point, I share... Uh, I share something sentimental, right? And because the, the energy of this event is, is what it is. And I actually had a couple cool plans. Uh, one of them I told you guys about a couple episodes ago. We were gonna sing the national anthem and I wanted to do it with the whole group. That didn't end up happening. We just didn't have the time. I couldn't take all these gold nuggets I wanted to force them in. And uh, I hadn't even had a chance. We, either our performer was late and, and the, the people were still showing up. and So when I got the performer on stage, he was gonna play up until where we light the lanterns, which is pretty much the climax of the show. And I still hadn't done anything sentimental at all. I mean, he had literally just been kind of have fun. I did some games with the kids. Actually, one of them was hilarious. I made him chase me around. Right? It was fun. But had a lot of fun with them. But hadn't gotten to the sentimental part, which is really, in my opinion, the reason I love doing deals with events specifically because it helps people to reconnect with God, to reconnect with you know maybe they're dealing with something in life, and and they get to just be in a space where they get the freedom to let go of the guilt and shame around it. And, uh, you know, write it on their lantern and send it up to the sky, up to the heavens. So it's, it's really, it's really quick. So I love to do that, but I hadn't gotten a chance. So the performer, Kai, he gets done. He gets done performing. And uh, for whatever reason, like he's breaking it down, we're ready. It's already pitch black. We're, I'm told by the event director that, hey, we got to, it's time to launch. Let's, let's do the demonstration. I've got the whole demo team off to the side of the stage. And I get up on stage and I'm literally told by God, don't do it yet. Don't light. because it, it like, it, I didn't hear all these words. This wasn't words, but this was like the idea that I got. Right? Don't light yet because these people are being robbed of the reason they're here. And I was like, it was really weird. It came to me a very strong impression. And so I was like, okay. So I actually paused what I was doing. I was up on stage, had a certain kind of music going, which was like the launch music. And I, I jumped back off stage. I actually turned the music completely off, jump, and then jumped back on stage with no music. And then I proceeded to just share what, 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 what the reason I was there basically, and what I have, you know, why I'm involved in this event, and, and for me, how powerful it is to be able to let go of past, the past uh, and to reconnect with who you are and to reconnect with God and, and the power of what it is. And I shared for about five minutes, and then tears were just streaming down my cheeks. The whole crew was sitting off to the side watching, uh, knowing that whatever I had just done totally derailed us launching. Because there was no way. And because what I had done is I had set it up and I just told everybody, I want you to, if you haven't, if you haven't yet, I want you to write on your lanterns, right? I want you to take this time to really, you know, maybe you're addicted to something or maybe you've got a lost loved one or or whatever it may be. And and, and I just shared a personal story about my son passing away uh, right before his first birthday and just a lot about how when I wrote his name on my lantern, how that impacted me and just made such a huge significant difference in my life. Uh, and, and anyhow so I, so I gave everybody this space You know, I gave about 10 minutes I came off stage And I took tears I'm like I'm like wiping tears off I, You know, I wasn't ugly crying But the tears were streaming The whole time I was talking And I get off And the, the event director And the event director And the event director's boss Are both off the side of the stage The, the demo crew's kind of off A little further away and, and both of them just look at me And they were like that. And well, one of them, one of them he, he just sees to me He's like, that was so beautiful He's like, yeah We're not doing the demo yet and, I'm like, and I just said, I hope it's, o- I hope it's okay. I know, you, I know I was going up to do this. And then I changed it, audibled on it. And then the other, the event director's boss, uh, she, she just says, that was, that was absolutely amazing. I've never seen it done in this timing, the way you just did that. And she said, we need to do this every time. This needs to happen at every single event. So what you just did and when you just did it, like this made this so much better. Like she's like, I yeah I she's like, I have goosebumps. Like it's just amazing uh, what what you did, and, and it was awesome. And I didn't need accolades for me in that space because I knew what I had, do- what I knew what I had done. While I was being told by God to do it, so I knew it'd be fine no matter what it was. But it was nice to get validation from the, the you know the powers that be that they were like, whoa, we felt it, we saw it, holy crap, that's awesome we're going to do this going forward and so I was happy for that and so I gave everybody their 10-15 minutes and came back we did our demo and then everybody got to light their lantern and what I've shared with you so far uh, this is what's so funny I mean we're like 16 minutes into this podcast and then we're finally we're finally to the gold nugget so if you haven't been paying attention yet now's the time to pay attention now's the time because this is one of the biggest most profound breakthroughs for me in, a, in quite a long time. And I, and I knew it, but this gave me the visual. So typically when we send off these lanterns, there's a little bit of a breeze. Like sometimes there's a lot of a breeze and it makes the lantern launch not very good and it's really hard. This 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 particular time though, there was zero wind. Uh, and we have flag indicators to tell us where the wind's going, what direction it's blowing, stuff like that so that we have an idea of where they're going to go because obviously we got to clean them up after they go up in air right and and uh there was zero wind zero wind uh and this is not normal normal even 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 when there is quote unquote zero wind there's actually not really zero wind there's like a one mile an hour wind or there's a little up current that when the when the lanterns start to go up they get they start to drift once you know one way or another left right back forward whatever but they'll start going this didn't happen this did not happen what happened was Nothing, there was zero wind, not on the ground, not a updraft when they got up 50 feet, 100 feet in the air. No, these lanterns went straight up and then they came straight down. And at first we were, we like, at first I'm looking at this, like, I don't know how to interpret this. Like, for me, I'm looking, I'm like, is this ruining it? Like, does because it's totally a different look, right? Because a lot of these people, the lanterns, they have put their wishes, their hopes, their dreams, and re- the reality is they've put their prayers on it they put their prayers of them of, of of really if you were to sum it all up it's the prayers of them being able to feel connected to god and to let go of the guilt and shame of the choices that we make here on this planet right in our, in our short few years that we have that's really what it is these are all prayers so i'm watching these you know these beautiful lanterns go up these prayers going up and then i'm watching them come and when they come down they're not they're not bright and shiny Right, they're not bright and shiny. They don't. They don't have fire on them anymore because the fuel cells burnt out, and so they're just dropping straight down. Kind of a. a they're white, but they're you know they're dark. Right, it's like a dark. It's there. There's no light with them anymore, and they're dark, and they're just coming, and they and they fall very, very, very slowly, like almost as slow as they go up. Right, they don't just like pummel to the ground. They go up, and then they slowly kind of pause, and then they just start coming down, and then they just slight just lightly touch the ground and so you had this vision i want you to visualize this we've got thousands of lanterns that are going up and thousands of lanterns that are falling at the same time up and down at the same time again i'm not sure how to interpret this because this is like i'm like ah this is not normal and is it and I, I, I never thought it was ruining the event but i'd questioned it right i was like is it is this ruining it and i had this thought and there's two things that came to me that were so powerful so powerful Every single person out there may as well have been in the room alone on their knees saying a prayer to God and they sent their prayer up. So I watched this arena and I watched thousands of people send a prayer to God and I watched their prayers go up and then I watched their prayers come down. And what I realized is it wasn't their prayers coming down from them or their power. What I realized is it was, a, it, it was an absolutely breathtaking revelation of how God answers your prayers how God answers the prayers of those that you send out every day. All right, those prayers you send out, we send them out with light. And God says, God says, ask, come to me, seek me, find me. So we dropped to our knees and we prayed prayed and I watched these prayers go up and they didn't go up very high, you know, maybe 75, 100 feet. And at that point, like in my mind, how we saw this is God then heard the prayer and then god softly took the prayer and then gave his answer back but his answer wasn't in thunderous fire his answer was soft it was gentle it was quiet but it was the answer and it came right back to them in the time that they needed it to come this is what i saw first that was the first thing i saw so i want you to hear what i'm seeing i hope you can see the visual of what i'm saying thousands of lanterns going up 75 to 100 feet thousands of prayers being asked and god answering each one and as soon as he'd answered that prayer he took that lantern and he softly put it down to earth and gave it right back to the people who'd said the prayer not loud and boisterous but quiet and peaceful and calm the still small voice so that's number one that's number one and, and, and I saw this and I realized it and so I grabbed, I grabbed the microphone uh, in the middle of the song playing and I don't normally ever talk during this and I started to talk I turned the music down a little bit and I just started to share my feelings with everybody there about God and about what I was watching happen and that this never happens and then I'm watching it, I'm witnessing prayers being answered in like right now like in a way that I never experienced never seen it was it was the most amazing visual I I can describe and then something else was interesting and this came to me just a little bit like a a little bit after it wasn't like right in the very moment it was right towards the end and I didn't make an announcement or say anything about this I just kept this one for me but what I also noticed is God didn't say hey I need you to pray and I need the prayer to make it all the way up I needed to make it all the way to heaven. If we look at the metaphor of what I'm seeing visually, right? God didn't say, I need you to light your lantern. I need you to say your prayer and make sure that it makes it all the way into the outer space, right? All the way up to heaven. Like you need to do all the work. God doesn't say, I need you to do all the work. I don't need you to do everything. He doesn't doesn't say we need to do everything. All he says is we need to ask. And I watched these lanterns go up 75 to 100 feet. And these were people asking. And then I watched the big chasm between where heaven is at and that 75 to 100 feet in the air. I watched that chasm, right? The depth of the sky is so much bigger than 75 feet. So much bigger than 75 feet. And what I watched happen was I watched God reach down and answer the prayers. And all we had to do, all we had to do is ask. And we had to do just a little bit of effort and God did the rest. God did the rest. So by far one of the most powerful things for me, to see this, to know this, to realize this, and to know that when I'm on my knees praying to God, I don't have to do all the work. I gotta do the work. I gotta do some work. And I don't have to meet God in the middle. I got to give like 0.01% and God will give the rest. God will fill in the gaps of where I lack. But I have to ask. If I don't actively get on my knees, if I don't light the lantern, if I don't send my prayer up to heaven, if I don't take the action to do that, God can't answer it. If I don't ask, he can't answer it. Even if he knows this is what you want, you have to ask. And this is what I'm like, oh my gosh, I was watching thousands of people ask and watching God return. God filling the gap, the the insurmountable gap, the gap of impossibility. He fills that gap and then he slowly answers the prayers and he sends it back to you. And now now our obligation, our obligation is just to listen. It's just to listen. So that's all I got for you guys. Uh, I hope you got value from today's show. Uh, this weekend was profound for me, and uh, probably has a lot to do with me not getting any sleep. Right? I think honestly, like for real, I think spiritually it, it it opens me up in a way that when I'm when I have when I I guess when I'm more on point, quote unquote, my mind's too charged, and I won't allow myself to hear, feel, and experience. Uh, so I hope this I hope this created value for you today. If it did, share it up. Uh, share this with somebody who needs to hear this today. Someone here to hear that all they got to do is just ask. And they got to do just a little bit, and God will do the rest. So, share the show up. uh, And just, uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you guys listening and uh, that, you know, this creates value for you to keep listening. Uh, So, uh, just enjoy it. So, this is all I got, ladies and gentlemen. This is Trevor White signing off.